And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault, and it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show, and it is going to be a fun day. Hello, Adrian. Hello, Father. The bearded man. So I have always looked like a kid. I'm quite a handsome man at 71 years old, but does not look my age. So my son decided that he did not want to look so young anymore, so he put a beard on, and it's pretty doggone cool, and I'm proud of you. Thanks, Dad. Yes. How long have you known Garrett? Goodness. For at least 15 years, I guess even longer than that. Yeah, long, 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 long time. Long time. And you love them. My my first non-parental mentor in network marketing. Yeah, that's really cool. cool. I, knew you you grow, I knew you before you could grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You knew me before I could drive a car. Yeah. yeah. That's getting a long way back. And you did a good job. You're the father Adrian never had, Garrett. And so what I want you guys to know out there in Radio Land is Garrett and I go way, way back. And the water runs unbelievably deep with us. And yeah. it's like this whole good friends thing times 10. But yeah. inside of that is we have had the permission with each other to argue, fight, yeah. cuss, spit, disagree, agree. And still remain friends. And I am telling you, I love that about him. And I left the board of the ANMP a, a couple of years ago uh, just because I was worn out and didn't like what I saw. And didn't even tell Garrett. I just kind of quit like a baby. And uh, about four months ago, I called back and said, you know, I, I think it's time to, to come back on the board of the ANMP. I want to be a board member that's not afraid to tell you how I think things should go. And then obviously I'm one board member, one guy and Garrett didn't even blink. All he said was, Tom, you're a pain in the ass, but we need that. We need somebody that's not going to be a yes person. That's going to help us shape this organization to serve the network marketing profession. And I really, really appreciated and respected that. And here we are today. We've got the ANMP coming up. And it is a terrible time to be doing the ANMP. Garrett's mother is unbelievably ill and she's in Ireland. His dad is unbelievably old and trying to take care of his unbelievably ill mom and having a hell of a time doing that. And Garrett's been flying back and forth, but on standby 24 seven with that one eye open and it's horrific. And, um, on top of that, he just got fired. Oh no, I was yeah. sorry about that. I was, was going to kind of bring that up in a minute. But that's the definition of a bad month. Would you agree with that, Garrett? Uh, without a doubt. Wow, you said a lot there. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to go through all of that. But yeah, well, I didn't either, know, but you never know. Hey, you know, I, first of all, let me say, you know, I'm trusting in God's plan. You and I both believe in the power of love. You and I both believe in acting out and from a place of love, appreciation, gratitude, understanding that the world, the universe, God's plan is unveiling in its perfect way for all of us. So sometimes it's hard to understand, but, you know, my mom, I love my mom and I'm a mama's boy. She's 91 years of age. You know, I posted a song that, you know, unsung heroes. Um, on my Facebook page, and it's one of the most amazing songs, but it talks about how much appreciation we can have for our parents or maybe someone who saw us in trouble but didn't leave us there. And I will say, Tom, you're the hard truth guy. And I mean this with the most respect. You know, our son Philip was doing heroin. You know, he was – we had – you know – when you talk about addition of cops, you know, where you see police cars on the side of the road, guys, that was nothing to what Sylvia and I came home to, you know, more than one occasion, seeing your son in handcuffs, you know, sitting on the path in front of your home, a whole line of people. It looked like a parade, but it was a parade of shame, not a parade of pride. And I was not shameful, but a lot of other people pointed fingers. And I remember that. And even through all of that, you know, Tom, you called us up and said, you know what? I know you love your son, but you're killing him under your own roof. And that's a hard truth. And I remember that like it was yesterday. And very few people were 100% there for us. I remember because we were one of the top distributors. Remember that time where people were going, you know, I don't know if it's right for you to share this story. And I said, I'm so proud of our son. 
our daughter was running away at the time. It was, and I'm with you. I have nothing but love, pride, admiration, and through God's good graces, feel very blessed that he is on the other side of that. And I know a lot of people and have families who would love to have that blessing in their life. And I feel like it, you know what, it just deepened the relationship that we have, not only with my son, but also with you, Tom, and also with Adrian. I mean, I just don't believe in being a zero to hero. I think that's one of the problems, not just with our profession, but with the world. Would you not agree, Tom? Too many of us are committed to looking good, and we should be really more committed to doing good. And... Mm -hmm not through our words, but through our actions. And we shouldn't just have situational ethics. I show up when the situation suits me, but I don't show up when the conversation doesn't. And that's one of the things that I love about you. And, you know, it's, you know, people are saying I got fired. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll go to that in a second. But I just want to say that my mom is amazing and my dad's amazing. And it, you know what? Rejection is God's protection. I don't mean to protect me from the company, but to protect me from what maybe myself would have done. As it turns out, because I was fired or let go without cause, I think is the technical term, or terminated involuntarily or something like that, um, I was able to, with Sylvia, without any worries in my mind that I wasn't keeping my responsibilities, go to Ireland for a couple of weeks, be there with my mom, be there with dad. So I'm talking about be there with my brother Fergal, my brother Morgan. Like my brother Morgan's looking after his wife, Jillian. And at the start of the pandemic, Tom, you know this, she fell, knocked unconscious. Many times it was life and death for nearly a year. And she is still recovering, learning to, you know, she's in a wheelchair to talk and she's amazing. I mean, my brother is also another hero of mine. I'm really just blessed to have a brilliant, beautiful family. And I just feel God's love. My, my brother Fergal's going through, you know, cancer. He, you know, had to go through to all of that during the pandemic. So Tom, you know me, I don't shy away. Adrian, you know us, I, we don't shy away. And I feel very blessed to be here. I truly believe that it's God, God's plan is unveiling perfectly before us. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing, and we're going to get into all the stuff going on with this life, but here's a guy, I mean, right in the middle, the surgeon, the anesthesiologist about killed, was it Sylvia's mom or dad? Oh, mom, oh my gosh, he was, he, he was stoned, on. it turned out he was stoned on OxyContin, and he basically cut an artery in a body cavity that he wasn't meant to be operating on, so they didn't find it, she also was in a coma for years in hospital for 10 years. Absolutely. Then your house burned down. Uh, our, it sounds like a bad country in Western song, doesn't it? You know, he jumped and fired a walk in the park. I mean, who gives a shit? It's unbelievable. Well, you just, and, nice. here's, the, here's the thing. I look at, you know, I will not, I don't want to lie. Cause one of the things, you know, it did hurt. Sure. I want to tell you it emotionally really cut me because it was on Thursday. I heard about it verbally, heard about it again on Friday. And then my mom had a massive stroke on the Saturday. And I woke up and I was literally feeling sorry for myself. And I realized very quickly, you know what? It's a blessing in disguise. I can go home and see my mom and dad. I can speak with the corporate executives because I love the team we got to work with. I mean, it's a world-class, high-performance team. I was given the privilege of being able to tell them I was fired, and so was Sylvia. And and I just said, here's what we've got that's meant to be on this week, and you guys are now running the company. You're responsible for it. And guys, I want you to know, I have no hard feelings in the end of the day because it's not my decision. And I want you to know this. One of the things the book you gave me, the hard thing about the hard thing, things, you know, I believe that our parent company, SHRG, is a public company. The Happy Co. is fully owned by a public company. And then at the end of the day, they need to make what they believe are the better decisions. And they believe that JT Thatch and Anthony Chan just are better leaders to lead the company right now. And they, you know, the board of managers believes in their leadership and can't put it any other way. You can't have myself and Sylvia, JT, and Anthony 
I guess it just didn't work. And there's nothing wrong with that. They need to do what they believe is best for the shareholders, for the corporate executives, for the field leaders. They believe they got a better plan, better leadership, and a bigger heart for us and a bigger vision. So I respect that. And they have, they're working their tails off to make that happen and to bring to being a vision. And for whatever reason, there was a fork in the road. And from a corporate perspective, we're meant to be going in a different direction. So. Yeah, it's about it like State Warriors trading Steph Curry. So yeah, go ahead and do it. Your decision. You're the boss. <laughs> I love you. Great. So you know the world's. You know the good news about it is is that Garrett's going to be back. I don't know what it's going to be doing, but I'm telling you, it's a prayer of mine that he got fired. I prayed for him to get fired, and the reason was so he had time to do the ANMP convention, right? And here's God saying, "Okay, Tom, request for it." <laughs> you did. No, you know, it's really so. That's so right. That. I had no idea. I had so much spiritual power, but we need it because this ANMP event, we're coming back after the break. We're going to tell you what it's going to look like in a short break. And then we're going to talk about integrity and ethics and all the stuff that all the guys on the edge of the lake always want to talk about as they're heaving hand grenades is at us out in the middle, drowning. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun two segments coming along. But I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Garrett can swim in deep water. I've got 90 seconds? Yeah. Oh, hell, I can talk forever. I can do a, I can do a segment in 90 seconds. So listen to me, everybody. Where do we register and look at the information for the ANMP right now, Garrett? Well, you can always go to, go to ANMP.com. That's our you know main website. You can go to there. You can see information. You can also go to ANMP2022.com. You can also find us on Facebook. It's AMP 2022. And there's an Eventbrite page I'll give people after this when we come back from the break that's going to be up near the end of the show. So there's a lot of great things happening. And, you know, I, I can see people asking questions, sharing love. I want to say, first of all, I have a deep gratitude. And my heart is always with the field. If anything, I always wanted to be a distributor first founder. I heard Stuart Johnson sharing that. And I really believe in the experience I had and the relationships that we have today. And I'm very blessed because of this. It's going to work out. And you are oh, a rock singer. There is no doubt about it. Liam's not going to miss any meals. You guys are going to be able to go back and forth and see your dad and your mom I'll and everything. Great story. After the break, I'll tell you a great story how Liam really helped me heal when we were in Ireland on a walk on the promenade. So let's have a chat about that. <laughs> All right. We're coming back right after this. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Jeff Welch is on here. Look at all Brett Matheny. We got some old misfits, man. It's pretty cool. Richard hey. Bliss Brook has been polite. I can't believe it. It's just very cool watching the comments. <laughs> There's my wife talking about Garrett's laugh. Have I mentioned that she is now a stage speaker, featured speaker at Most Powerful Women? So Denise, just they haven't announced it yet. I'm not probably not supposed to announce that one either. But it's big time. And Denise is moving up the ladder. She's got 20 minutes at Most Powerful Women with Marina Wari coming up in a couple of weeks. So we'll be going to Vegas for that. It is a great life. She yeah. will be brilliant. Yes, she will. We might even let her speak at the ANMP. There's no <laughs> doubt that she can speak. <laughs> All right. We're going to come back in eight seconds. We're adding 30 seconds to the clock. Okay. At 30 seconds. I did a terribly long break. And welcome back. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and Garrett McGraw. It is an unbelievable day. Here's what's going on. We're going to have the ANMP event. The websites are updated. Everything's changing. This company called Sage with Ray Higdon's help, with oh, yeah. uh, John Melton's help, with Jesse Lee Ward, with Curtis Broom, with Lisa Grossman. I am telling you, get ready for something that's going to change your life. It's going to be held. It's kind of a dual deal that's going to blow your mind. I don't. I know there's a term for it, but Garrett's going to explain it to you right now. What's it called? Like a social virtual? You've got. See, you're, you're right. So if you've ever seen, so I think the best in the world. I wanted to shout out, you know, to Eric and Marina Wari. You know, Denise, congratulations. There, that stage is blessed to have you on there because you are a value-packed, heart-centered leader. I believe in doing the hard work and the heart work. 
And I believe without the heart side of it, it just doesn't work in our profession in life, but it just definitely doesn't work in our profession. So big time fan of the coffee, you know, interview. So just know the coffee. So just know coffee shop interview. So know that appreciate that. But the same, so Crescent and Sage are building a mobile, they call it Zoomzilla uh, stage at the event. So if you've ever seen Ray and Jessica Higdon do an event where they've got this big studio that they speak in, or, you know, Marina and Eric Ori, now they spent $20 million. We're not spending $20 million. We're renting it and we're building it in Dallas at the event. And also we're going to have the live event going on parallel to it at the same time. So it's the first ever done this way in network marketing. We're going to have 20 languages on this. So when I say it's going to be fun, it's going to be off the charts. Like it's going to be fun to see Brett. It's going to be fun to see all the different people, you know, that that you mentioned that are going to be there and just know that we're very, very grateful. 20 languages. Yeah, guys, it is going to be, technology is absolutely amazing and very excited to be partnered with Sage Media, with Crescent Media, with Ray and Jessica Higdon and all the effort and energy that people are putting into this and to make this happen, feeling very blessed and glad to have the space and glad that Tom prayed that we would get fired. We just added 40 hours a day worth of labor with the combo of probably he'll have Liam and also poor Victoria, wherever she is in the world, working like a dog too. So we just won the lottery, the, the AMP did. So thanks, God, appreciate it. Sorry for you, Garrett and Sylvia, but you'll live. So yeah, so speakers gonna have a lot of speakers. Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna have world class speakers. I mean, you know, you got you mentioned uh, you're gonna have Jesse Lee Ward, you're gonna have John and Nadia Melton, you're going to have Nicola Smith Jackson. You're going to have people like, you know, Johnny Green. You're going to have people like Tom, Denise, Chenault, you know, speaking from the stage. You're going to have Lisa Grossman, Curtis Broom. I mean, you John Horenza, someone that are going to give a call to. He and I are talking right after this. You know, you've got people like Jason Brown and Matthew Rosa. You're going to have, when I say the best, it's amazing. We always have, and you know this, Tom, has changed hundreds of people and we're very grateful that you reach out and we want to showcase new talent because this is a grassroots organization. One of the things that I love about you, Tom, and about our association is we're a grassroots organization. I think one of the people that's going to open up is Stuart Johnson, you know, who's the founder of DSU, Direct Selling University, Direct Selling News, you know, success partners. I mean, probably the most connected person from a corporate perspective and vendor perspective and leadership perspective in our space. He's also, you know, who's on the board, the association of network marketing professional, he'll also speak. I mean, there's so many people, we never lack for speakers. We never have enough space to get all the speakers we'd love to have on the stage. And we want to have new people because we want to talk about what's working now, you know, what's working next, what's not working and really get into it and bring value. I can see y'all looking at the clock. <laughs> okay, we're all right. I'm sure we're good. We got until 26. Okay, so here's the deal. I had lunch with Thomas Tidlin and Donna Johnson. And they, awesome. I mean, awesome. it was so awesome because they're working like it's their first year in network marketing. They're coming with all, and Margie Alaprandi. I'm just looking at, because you said, we need to listen to these new people. Well, I'm okay with that. But we also need to listen to the old people. These people are really, really, really leading huge organizations in legacy companies somewhere, which we have to focus on because if you look at Richard Brooks' report that he just published about how many companies have stuck around for over 15, 20 years out of the 60,000 out there, I am telling you, we've got to teach people to build mature, strong network marketing businesses. And we're going to talk about that after the break, I've got to give a good plug to the sponsor of this show because I did a terrible job in the first one. And this Genesis Communication Network is home to 550 radio stations. And this guy named Ted Anderson has kept us on the air for absolutely no reason for 12 years, giving us this spot on his blowtorch. And we can't thank him enough. It's his contribution to the ANMP. We'll be back right after this. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. 
and podcast and everything else with Adrian and Tom Chanel. Good job. How'd I do? Tremendous. Good job. <laughs> I, ha I have a boss now. It's really fun. Boss, <laughs> a producer. That's why he's got the beard. He wants to yeah, show up. Right. Yeah, got, got a little more grown up. All right. So we're gonna we're coming back in 10 seconds. And we okay. got a longer segment this time. So that's gonna okay. be a very short break. Short break, long segment. They aim that at me. And we're back. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault. Man Alive, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on, obviously, AM radio all over the world. Important stuff. And we're not talking about, you know, this is not going to be some beautiful little show here where we're just dodging bullets. I want to dive right into it. I accidentally opened it up with Garrett unceremoniously being terminated by uh, the company he was with. And he's not so happy with that company. And I don't blame him. It's no fun to be fired. I don't care who you are. And so, but I know there's a lot of you that have been in the same boat and you're in fear of that. And the ANMP is your place, your community. And when you see what we come up with for this, the community, because the community is everything. I go to an AA meeting every day. We talk about the same 164 pages of that big book. But the reason I go every day, including this morning, is because of the community. My friends are there. That's the ANMP to you. And we're going to do weekly coaching, super coaching, unbelievable coaching for you going into this. And we're going to show you community trumps everything. Integrity trumps everything. So go in there. I want to talk about that, Garrett, because people think there's a story behind everybody that everybody's dealing off the bottom of the deck. And one of the things that I was rankled about that you and I had tough conversations is upfront money mm -hmm. and people getting upfront money and people doing all this jazz and, you know, and nobody ever discloses it. And I told Troy Dooley from day one, I said, you just tell me what you do straight up and I'm good with it. Just don't pull the wool over my eyes and let me find out anything later. And I think that's kind of a benchmark for the business. So we know it's a level playing field. And Garrett talked to me about assistance versus inducement. And it kind of made sense. So let's hear it, Garrett. What are you talking about? And this is a complicated one. And, and I do believe that there is everyone has every right to do what they you know how they build but this is my opinion and i feel very strongly about and heart-led about this which is i think people are looking for honesty transparency accountable leadership i believe in standing behind what it is that you do so you know when i was see you know when i was in the c-suite of a corporate executive you know being the president of the company and then ultimately being ceo of the company I believe that ultimately you need to be given the authority to stand behind the decisions that you make. And sometimes that's not always the case. And some, so, but I will say this, that when it comes to whether you call them leadership development agreement, you know, business development agreements, however you look at it, I think this is one that definitely is something that people don't want to talk about. And it's not relevant to everybody. But I believe there are parts of it that I think most of us might agree has no place in our profession. One of, the, one of them is I really hate the idea of building the biggest hotel in town or building in town by tearing other people's buildings down. I don't like the idea of disturbing a, a team and throwing wedges into the conversation. Are you happy? No, are you really, really, really happy where you're at? You know, those are disingenuous wedges that are thrown out there to find a gap and see if there's an opportunity to recruit an otherwise happy leader into your company. I don't have respect for that. I'm not about that. If a leader needs, you know, in terms of transitioning, needs something that it can help that work, like you said, assistance, but there's a difference between assistance and inducements. You know, an inducement is, hey, I know you're happy, but what if I gave you this money? Would you come over here? I disagree with that. I also disagree with Tom. You and I sell this because I've seen this many times where somebody gets positioned into a place in the comp plan or they're getting assistance and they suddenly put a post and say, I made more money in the last month than I did in the last three months of my company. And that post is not, there is 
an element of truth in it. Yes, you did make more money, but you didn't do it in a way that anyone else that was going to come into the company could do. And I don't know how many times I've seen that and being in a position, either being as the top leader in the company or being the CEO of the company, I know how much money they made at our company. Yeah. <laughs> are we with our team? So you know what's behind that. And I think that that, you know, like Troy Dooley likes to say, and Mel Atwood does he like to say, and Brett Matheny, I think, likes to say, and, you know, Cody Baton would say, there is not, we know that there is a sin of omission there. If I want to be kind, there's a minimum, a sin of omission. There's a piece of the story that's missing there. Correct, Tom? And that yeah. is making either making people that are already in the company feel like losers. Why didn't that happen for me? Or other people coming into the company thinking that's going to happen for me. And those are not correct expectations. And if you want, you know, incorrect, unclear expectations are future frustrations under construction. And it's those frustrations that really create challenges. They're one of them that create challenges for the PR in our profession, or people call it industry. So I'll answer more. I mean, there's a lot to it. We're going to unpack that big time. You and I were talking about, we're going to have a leadership component to the A&P event that we're going to do live. So we're going to be live and there's going to be elements of that. When you are a leader, you can validate that you are someone that can handle that conversation. You'll be invited in to be part, to, part of that. It won't be broadcast. You'll have to be, show up at the event to see that. So I think it's going to be an incredible event and great, great opportunity. And also weekly, like you said, Tom, we're going to have training and value for everyone, but also training and value that will be segmented for different forms of leadership. We're going to take this to a whole nother level. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Well, hopefully you won't get a job. So here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the deal. You got, okay, so I have another bone to pick that really, I mean, okay, so this inducement conversation and these leaders that are supposed leaders that train their teams, especially senior leaders or maybe even corporate people that train their teams to raid. And it's every, you know, we got Cody Boatman and Bateman on here. We got Richard Brooke on here. We've got some sticks watching this show and the, their greatest fear, Armand. I mean, you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I just say his last name. Peel. Peel. It's hard, hard to believe I never get that right. But the <laughs> point I make, oh, before we go there, I got to get real straight here. Jessica Higdon lost her mom yesterday. And that breaks my heart. And Ray Higdon, I know you're on here and I know your heart's got to be hurting. And I know Jess has got to be in absolute agony. And I just want you to know the entire profession is praying for you and thinking about you. And you'll get through it, but it's not going to be fun, not going to be easy. Your wife is so young, uh, shocking, and I am sorry. And we're just all praying for you. So thank you on that. So yeah, all you. Yes. Next thing, uh, these, these, these company people and leaders inducing teams, training teams to steal people from other companies. What do you think about that rating? So it disgusts me. It makes me sick, you know. I think that it's what makes our profession look bad. You know, I've had people come to us. I mean, as CEO, so as president, as a corporate leader, as a field leader, and some of these guys have run this play multiple times. And they're telling you, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go under the cover of darkness when we leave. We're going to leave, you know, the day before Christmas or the day before a big holiday. So the company is going to struggle to get a TRO to stop us. We're going to go. We already have the genealogy mapped out. And if this leader says no, we're going to go after their leaders. And we're going to tell them if they don't position with us, you may as well position with us because we're going to go after your leaders. The deal we offered you, we're going to offer them. And some of them are even more aggressive. They're going we're going to put deals inside of deals and we're going to shred your organization. I mean, fear inducing words like that, aggressive words like that, I believe don't have any place in our profession or in the world. I believe in love. So I know that's very ephemeral and coming on here and being sounding like an ideologue, but I truly do believe in love. I believe that we are all our brother's keeper. And I believe if you live by the sword, so shall you die by the sword. That's exactly right. And, you know, there's just there there's such an open field of of 
people in the world that have yet to be exposed to the way of, of building this business of the opportunity that exists. There's, there just is no need to go and fish somebody else's pond when there's an entire ocean out there. And so we've got to be better. That's what the ANMP stands for. And it's proof because the ANMP brings together these leaders and these people from all these different organizations and it works that it does not have to be that way. You can live in this space of abundance. Yeah, so, I don't want to be a homewrecker. Right. I don't yeah. want to be a homewrecker. And Tom, you and I know this because we met, there were times in our careers, you and I, where we were in a place where we had to choose to do something different. And that's a different conversation. When you're absolutely in a place and there's no other choice for you or you and your team have decided we're doing something else. So no one is inducing that conversation or that outcome. No one is trying to perpetrate that in a way that's hurtful to someone else. But if someone is out there going, listen, I'm done. I've made my mind up. In fact, one of the things that I try to do when I go on a three-way phone call and someone introduced me to a leader, and I know most of my leaders that have ever been on a call with me like this, I go, my number one advice, in fact, Richard Brooke, I remember I was at an event and he said that he had done a survey with most of the top leaders that he's spoken to in network marketing. And most of them would have been financially and better off if they had stayed with their companies. Remember that? Yep. And then, but they had gone somewhere else. So I tell people, my first wish for you would be for you to stay. And because there's a lot of confusion and challenges to come, to come in transition. But if there's no, if there's absolutely no way that you're going to do that, then we'll, I'm willing to talk about our company and what we're going to do as opposed to in any way throw shade on anyone else's company or any other company they're looking at. And, and Brooke says that Al Schreider said this. Al Schreider says Brooke said this. They're both older than the hill, so we have no idea if either of them can either remember saying it or not saying it. But one of them said, choose the company that you're going to have problems with and never leave. And just build, knowing you're going to go through it. Because every year there's a black swan. Every every year something's going to go wrong. Whether it be leader leaving FTC, something is going to shake things up. But once you've built an organization, love it and keep it and stay in the deep water no matter what. Sometimes companies go out of business and you have to make a move. But I'll tell you one thing from my experience. That's sage advice from whichever one of those guys that said it. When are we out of here at half? Yeah, 45 seconds. All right. So, yeah, that's so I hope that I hope I, we've talked about the hard things because there's a book out there also called The Hard Thing About the Hard Things. And if you haven't read that, it's it's about communication. And this business has got a lot of corporate America people owning companies now that forgot that communication and collaboration is the most important thing. And they sit in their ivory towers with their analytics and forget who's driving the bus, which is their field, and it is the kiss of death. And at the ANMP, I hope to heck that that is our mission to let them remember that we're out there working for them. We'll be back in a second on the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Garrett McGrath, Adrian Chenault, and Tom Chenault. Good job. Thanks. You thought I was going to take that one too far. It's like you were getting too much. I was speed. getting wound up. He kind of he stabbed me with a fork. <laughs> All right, we got one more short segment here, and we're going to have some fun. Yeah. How long do we have in the next one? About seven and a half minutes. That goes for one, then? Okay. Uh, we're off at 46.40. All right, here we go. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. I love you guys. I love the audience. I love the comments. I love the sidebars. I love the text messages. And I love the fact that the, all those of you texting me, there is a solution to your problems, and that is joining the ANMP, getting on the board, and making your voice heard where actually I, I'm just a BB on a four-lane highway. Who knows? I might be dead by the time we get to the ANMP convention. So plug in and get your voice out there because we need your wisdom. And you can say, you know, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. They're never going to change. 
Well, I promise you one thing, they're never going to change unless you join the board and get with us and change this because this business is worth fighting for. I know all of you intimately. I know your hearts. I know your frustration. You're just like Garrett and I, but we're out there in the middle of that lake drowning and we need you to come out and drown with us or we all swim together. Right, Garrett? Without a doubt. And the book you mentioned, Ben Horowitz's book, The Hard Thing About the Hard Things, I think the challenge is we live in a headline, you know, soundbite world. And the truth is there's lots of depth and complexity to many of these conversations. And I really believe that what we owe people is to take the time and really delve into that conversation. You know, so often being president of the Association of Network Mark Professionals, I've heard people, you know, cast aspersions about other people and, you know, people that speak. And I've heard people saying, well, do you think that owner should speak at this event? Because I heard that their company is in financial trouble and they're going out of business. And I've said every time I remember that going, hey, you know what? You look at some of the great companies like Newskin is a publicly traded company, their early parts of their business they almost went out of business many times. They ended up on 2020. They were financial situations. And if the only way that only companies that made it or companies that for whatever you want to do, take this position in terms of who they are, look at who New Skin is today. So I truly believe that it, you got to look and really look inside the story and see, you know, no one in my mind is perfect. But in our profession, you know, I believe that what we need to be is a, not a finger pointer, but be a good example. And that's yeah. what I truly believe the world has become a social media finger pointing world. And in the end of the day, be the change that you want to see in the world. Be the good example that you want to see in the world. And I will say this, no one likes, but it's the world we live in. If your profession or your space is judged or assessed by the worst of us, and unfortunately that happens too often, rather than the best of us, we just need more better conversations out there that people can speak to. And that is how we're going to raise up our profession, not by only, you know, monitoring the what's going on out there, but by being a better example and bringing more new people, like Adrian said, who need our profession, the remote revolution is going on. You know, the great, you know, re resignation is going on. The world is not just changing, it has changed and continues to evolve fast. And I think we need a broad, big tent of people to really have the best conversation and be more about inclusion as opposed to just exclusion. Correct. And one Sorry, thing, okay, so, no, that's <laughs> so Richard Brooke just asked us, how are we going to vet the speakers? Number one, if you're a speaker, you're coming to Dallas. So put yes. that one in your pipe and smoke it. So you're going to come to Dallas. Number two, we, you know, everybody knows everybody and we're going to be very, very careful. But again, we want input. Again, we would, we do want to have guidelines. I'm telling you, not anybody in network marketing probably got in the profession because they were singing too loud in the choir. So everybody's got a story about somebody. So, you know, if somebody, you know, this is this, you know, I wasn't, I didn't leave the priesthood to become a network marketer. <laughs> and I don't know that most people did. So I take that one to the bank. We're, no, we're not going to let, we're trying to keep this integrity high and will people slide by us? Yeah. But there's so many great, good people that our problem is not having enough room for all the good, great people. But anybody that's got feedback and want, wants to help out, our doors are wide open. Right, Garrett? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think part of the challenge is, you know, if you look back in any of our past, you know, there have been companies that have had to make hard decisions. Like you said, the hard thing about the hard things. And the person that made that hard decision knows in their heart and soul they had to make the decision. They made what they believe is the best decision. But people who are not involved in that decision will have a lot of opinions about it. And right. that's just the world that we live in. And, you know, any of the people that are on here, I know that you, you look back and it's going, you know what? That's true. If in my heart I look at that, that is true. And I believe that we want to put the best people on the stage that we believe as you said, have the best of good intentions for a profession. Are they perfect? You know what, guys? I will say this. You know, when politics gets driven by 
only the people that believe that they've got the perfect past should be the ones that we present to go out in public, well, then we're going to limit the number of people that are out there in public. I think mm -hmm. that when we look for perfection in people's past and that we say that we are, have the ability to look into someone's heart, we are literally stepping into a place that I don't think the world's a better place because of us. I want to believe that our profession, the people that are on that stage, we choose them based upon the entire board, vetting them like a Thompson all going, I like that person. You know what? They're not perfect, but I do believe they're good hearts. We've got 17 people on the board. And for the most part, what we just want is people going, these are good people. I can support them being on this stage. And I understand because I've lived a few years of my life. I'm not perfect, but I think they can bring incredible value. And we're going to have the hard conversation. I will leave it this. Tom, this event, if you're looking to know what's working, if you want to sit with the people and ask them questions and get the answers that you're looking for, I will tell you, you'll get them at the NP event. We're not going to go. shut. Okay, so the show's got to end. So we're going to stick around, though, because I'm going to ask Garrett how we fire him at the ANMP, because if he starts jacking around, I want to know how the other company did that. So stick around. We're going to end the show, and then we're going to do the show after the show. We're gone. We're gone. That was a terrible right. out by me, but we were out of time. <laughs> so, Garrett, so, so let, let me ask you this. Have you got a lifetime term at the ANMP? Or should you just completely go off your rocker? How do they get ready at the ANMP? If if enough pe if people don't want me there, I would gladly not be there. I mean, understand? I knew that was the answer, but it was a text message, so I thought I'd just fire it out there and tell everybody this isn't like he. It's not a. This is not Garrett's. Not Putin. Garrett. I mean, <laughs> how tough was that so yeah so we'll you know we'll just give him the old ixnate kid k make it his idea and he'll be gone and we'll have somebody else that we want to hate for a while that's what happens when you're at the top people don't shoot down they shoot up so everybody needs to know that so this is going to be fun and we want you all to come down to dallas it's going to be a blast how much does it cost might as well throw that out there do we know Three yeah, yeah, three forty nine. And you, if, if that that's if you go in person, yes, it's and that's three hundred forty nine dollars. That's for all the meals. When we're back, we can go through all that. Do you want to go through that as well? Yeah, the show's over, so go through it. Okay, three forty nine. So three hundred forty nine dollars is the price for the tickets. You know, and you got um, VIP party on Thursday night. You've got your lunch on Friday. You've got your dinner on Friday night. You've got your lunch on Saturday. You got the gala dinner on Saturday night. That's all included in that price. The hotel rooms are one three three hundred and thirty uh, um, dollars for the, for the night, and they're awesome. They're incredible, you know, products. And guys, here's the thing I want to say. You know, I've volunteered for the last ten years. It's not a paid position. There's no one paid. So that's something that I think is important when people ask, you know, the question, everyone's always amazed and they're going, how much time and effort that Sylvia and I and the board will put into putting the event on. I truly do this because I want to give back, you know, want to lead from a position of giving back and making a difference. I've showed up for 10 years and, you know, done what, to build this, remember when we used to get together, Tom, and you know we were—it was a group of, of us, and you know, 50 people. At the last one, we sold 2,000 tickets. So it was an incredible—it's an, been an incredible journey. And you know, when Richard was asking, it's not about perfection; it's about standards and ethics and integrity. I truly do believe it's about standards. You know, I say this all the time. The reason I call network marketing a profession, when you're in a profession there is something that is automatically assumed with that. Number one, that there's a standard of education required in order for you to earn money. There is a standard that, you know, of education that's required to be ongoing. And there's a standard of ethics that, you know, this profession has and that any profession has. And, you know, the fact is, I truly do believe for us to become better, we just need to become better at this. And the, the fact is, I love our profession. When I say perfection, I mean that we all have to have a standard. And 
I believe in the people that are on the board of the association. I believe in Tom Chenault. You know, Tom, you know, gets run by Tom, the people that are going to speak at the event and all the different board members. And we have a collective input into who it is that we believe should be on the board, who should be speaking at the event. You know, we get lots of people get suggested to us. Lots of people emailed in, corporate executives, CEOs. So, you know, I'd really... Uh, love this it's like it, it's a it's like mal edwards said hey keep caring absolutely you know we'll stop talking when we stop caring <laughs> that's exactly right and the the whole thing about what do you i mean get, guarantee one thing right now there is a lot of exposure from being the president of the anmp and you get to go to all kinds of stuff on your own dime i mean it's unbelievable how little i mean you guys I'm an ANMP member, and if I don't pay my dues, they write me a letter and say, you owe us 50 bucks. I mean, this is not a paid deal. There is nothing going on here that looks anything like anybody's having lobster. It is all of us just slave labor <coughs> wishing to heck somebody would help us. And here comes Donna Valdez and says, and writes me a note saying, look, I don't know when this event is, but I want to help. That is music to my ears. And then I get about 50 people that say, you know, you suck, you suck. And I, I, and I'm good with that because our image has got to be that we don't suck, that we're all collectively doing this together. But if I can't hear the tough stuff from you and prove to you that you read it wrong, I'm wrong. And if you didn't read it wrong, we got to change it because we are integrity. We are ethics and we're going to make this thing happen. Come hell or high water. Right, Garrett? Without a doubt, I believe in conversation. I believe in collaboration. I believe that, you know, we all become better. You know, iron sharpens iron. I believe that we all become better when we have open dialogue with one another. When we look at it, if you look at the International Federation of Franchise Associations, you know, the IFA, you know, the International Franchise Association, it was founded because they basically came together and said, if we don't get together, like Richard Brooks said, and we don't police ourselves in terms of create standards, you know, figure out what we're about, we're going to have, you know, so many authorities come in and do it for us. Now, ultimately that did happen, but look at how much bigger they are than our profession. And it's easier to get into network marketing. And I think that we can do with an association that really understands it from three perspectives because guys the field is just one of the stakeholders you know with richard brooke if he said there's only certainly many companies that have made it what are the, th the things the elements that help make great companies you got richard brooke who's a company owner has been a company owner he's been a field leader he's been on many sides of that a, a corporate trainer in network marketing so there are only those are the three big stakeholders we need all of them at one table having a conversation saying, how can we support one another? I heard Cody Bateman, you know, speaking at the AMP one year, and he said, part of the challenge is, is the field doesn't trust corporate, corporate doesn't trust the field, each party believes they're right because they have their own position, they spend most of their time in their own position, and that's part of the challenge in network marketing. And when we have a better understanding of what each others do, you know, that's why I think distributor first founders have done so well. That's why Richard Brooke did so well with the creation of his company. He doesn't just have a heart for the field. He has a heart for the field that understands what it's like to do an event, to do something in network marketing and have someone say no or have a company. He makes a promise and the company doesn't do it. How do you feel as a human being when you make a promise that you believe in full faith is going to be fulfilled by your company and for some reason your company can't do it? It makes you feel really badly. How do we narrow those gaps? How do we have those conversations? So I believe the AMP is one of the best places to do that. You know, you hear Kevin Thompson talking about it, Kevin Grimes talking about it, Spencer Reese, you know, you know, having them at our events speaking to how do we all become better? That's exactly right. And speaking of Kevin Thompson, said the same thing as everybody's saying to me, What? tell me how it's changed. Tell me how it's better. Tell me how I want to be a part of it. And that's what we have to do, especially with a lot of listeners here, 
is understand we're playing a bigger game, but the only way we can improve it is to improve it with your help. And there's a guy that keeps asking us about how to become a speaker. Send us a note. Tell us what you've done. We're not interested in your company. We're not interested in your paycheck. We're interested in your success of helping people, your character, your integrity. No smoke and mirrors. Our biggest problem out there is smoke and mirrors. And we don't want it. We don't want to open it up. It's hard enough to figure out the good and the bad. And a couple of people, Garrett said something real profound a couple of seconds ago about people coming to him and saying, well, that company's in trouble. I don't care what company it is, especially the legacy companies. You can look at every one of them and you talk to those company owners and say, how many times over the 25 years that you've been in business, were you on the brink of death and you're doing so well now, they're going to tell you more than you'll ever want to know more than we'll ever admit because running a business business, I'll tell you, it's the hardest thing in the world. Being a huge distributor is hard work. And we're bringing those people that teach you that it is hard work, but it's worth it. And that's what we're up to here. And yeah, there it goes. Look at that. Look at Brooke. Same deal. That's why we need a voice. And right now we're swinging. I'll never forget John Hammock. Uh, I was up on the A&MP stage one time and acting like a hot shot. And he goes, you know what, Tom, you are so full of bulla. You are swinging a toothpick, acting like you've got a, a baseball bat. And we don't have that. And they're only in, until we have that baseball bat. And he was right and he was wrong. I, I, I finally went to Michael Burnoff and he said, Tom, stop going to war with everything. You need to put magic dust on everything. Stop being that guy that has to destroy something to make yourself better and start learning to make this world a better place through love, which Garrett just talked about, which we can do collectively if we stop circling the wagons and shooting inward. We got to do it the other way. Right, Garrett? Yeah, and I, I love what here's what I'm trying to say is I really love and appreciate what everyone said, what a particular Richard Brooks said, because think about what he said. He goes, I got terminated with zero cause. So I'm guessing that was a field organization. I don't know. But I, you know, corporately got terminated without cause also. And I understand how that feels. And I, gotta, I don't want to elaborate more because that's not a company you're trying to figure out what that looks like in the future. But he said he also had to shut down his company after 35 years. That's a hard decision to make because markets move. And it's very difficult in today's world. And I guarantee you, because of his field heart, that he knew what that effect was going to be on his field leaders. So he didn't make that decision cavalierly. He didn't make that decision maliciously. He made that decision because it was the one, the only one that he perhaps had available to him. And then I believe, you know, some or some of these people, you know, transitioned and went to another company. Now in them choosing another company, they would go out and go, let me interview your company. We are a group of field leaders for whatever reason that want to stay together because we believe in the team, the mission, what we're doing here together. And they're looking for another company that they want to join. And at that point, they're trying to figure out, well, how am I going to do that? And I love having people that has a truly deep and complex past. They're not just these, like, what did you call them? The, the white, you know what I mean? They've got priests. They're not just, and not to say the priests are perfect. I'm, I'm trying to, in other words, they're not, he's not talking about that he has a perfect past. It's better to have a deep, somewhat troubled class. It's nice to see the wild ones become the wise ones. <laughs> yeah. And another thing that you're committed to at the ANMP is there's only VIPs. There's no regular seats. You're coming to that. There's only 300 tickets. They are not letting anybody buy more than 50. This thing's going to be full and absolutely oversold. It's going to be like going to the Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors tomorrow. You're going to be able to scalp your ticket for a lot of money because this thing's going to be an event for the ages. So you better buy one now and get ready. And I don't even know if that was a bad representation. No, but yeah, You're right on. I mean, Tom, how often have we sat in an event and we had a question? What we're going to do is every meal you're sitting in the room, all the speakers are going to switch tables. So you'll have probably one of the speakers sitting at your table and you'll be able to have a conversation with them because your meals are going to be outside in the lobby. You don't need to walk out of the room, get in the buffet line, put it on your plate, sit back at your desk. A Tom Chenault or an Adrian Chenault can be sitting right there at the table with you. 
and they'll have already eaten and you go, you can ask them questions. And we've got two hour breaks for the all the meals. Imagine having a couple of hours conversation, help me understand this, how do you do that? You know, what's the secret of success? Whatever it is that you have as a conversation, that's great value in my mind. And at 349, you could probably find it hard to go to an event, you know, and, and feed yourself for, for that prize. It's all included. And the reason is we have great sponsors and, you know, they're subsidized heavily. We're a not-for-profit, so we don't make a profit on the event. If it wasn't for our sponsors, every speaker speaks for free, travels for free, buys their own ticket, gets their own hotel room. They're comped zero. So it, when you show up as a speaker, you're showing your heart to truly give back to our profession. And the challenge with everyone that's speaking, if it was a, a Richard Brooke, I would look him in the eye and go, you know what your job is? Let's agree in advance what your topic's going to be. Tom Chenault, you know what your job is? Denise Chenault, if everyone showed up at the event, paid their money, got their babysitter, sat down, and only one speaker spoke, and it was you, and you had in your 18 minutes, you need to give them enough value where they go, that was worth it. That was I worth got the money from. And that's the challenge that we're giving to all of the speakers. And also, you know, you say, what's going to be different? We're not just going to show up at one event in the year. We're going to create a community platform and generate lots of conversation over the course of the year with topics, <laughs> trainings on a weekly basis, like you said, Tom. So it's going to be, it's new. I guess the, it's the next evolution. It's kind of a good segue. You've done a great job of promoting uh, contact mapping so far. So let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> we forgot all about contact mapping. The spot, Matt Jameson, the sponsor of the show. And yeah, so here's the deal. Uh, Jeff Roberti, Larry and Taylor Thompson. What's his name? Your buddy, Jeff. Starts with a day. Weisberg. All those guys are sitting there locked arms like they're scared to death. This year, you know, they sat in that front row and they took notes and everybody had to go bow at their table. Not this year. They are going to be circulating around and you are going to get to sit with people like Richard Brooke. And that will be unbelievable because you're actually going to be able to touch him. Cody Bateman to talk about what he's doing. And that's going to be unbelievable. So you've got to do that. And speaking about community, you know, we launched contact mapping and everybody's got the app. We know you have the app, but turning the app into action takes community. So you realize you're with people and the ANMP takes community. And what we're going to do is just create this gigantic community of people doing this business the right way through relationships, and it will change your life. You've got to come. So we got to get out of here. Uh, don't you agree that this is good? Well, contact mapping, you're the best. And, and I think that contact mapping is like heart mapping because what you're doing is it's people who have a heartfelt connection get to, you know, remember who those people are when you're looking for them. And Tom, I love contact mapping. You know, I do believe that our community is stronger when you have connection and conversation, not just the intention to have connection and conversation. And so yeah. often, like you said, who is that person again? And I love the way contact mapping gives you, makes it easy for you to remember who that person is, you know, connect other people with one another. It's not always about you. In fact, most times it might be about, how could I serve somebody? Didn't I remember one time you told a story that Eric Worre was looking for a way to, to getting some passes at Disney and he didn't know how to be able to get to do that. He put it up on Facebook. You were able to go into your contact mapping and was it you were at an event with Fraser Brooks and you in met England, and I met Tina Fey Joy and yeah. she's she was she's a she wears the pink stuff like the Disney girl, so no one could get tickets to. Eric staying at the Four Seasons, and you'd think that you got into Disney Park staying at the Disney Four Seasons. He was shut down, and I called Tina, and she got him in. Just, I promise you guys, who you know is a thousand times more valuable than what you know, and it just gets reinforced all the time. And who you forgot, nothing's worse than walking in and having somebody you put your hand out and they say, "Nice to meet you," and you say. 
no, nice to see you. They swallow their cigar and feel horrible. And then you tell them their life story back because you mapped it five years ago and they can't believe it. And then you reach in your pocket and you've got a picture of them at GoPro <laughs> and they cannot believe their eyes. That is heaven for Tom Chenault. And it could be heaven for you. So we're getting out of here. Thanks for letting me do this plug. Everybody have an unbelievable day. Garrett, congratulations. And uh, I, uh, I've i never filed for unemployment, but it can't be that tough. <laughs> I'll see you later. Everybody have fun. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. God bless. Thank you very much. Bye.